listening to The Legitimate Podcast, hosted by Mike and Rochelle Poulton, helping you get ahead and stay ahead in law, business, and life every Friday at 10 a.m. Arizona. Welcome to the Legitimate Podcast. We are your hosts, Mike and Rochelle Poulton. We're here to discuss the business of business to help you get ahead and stay ahead in law, business, and life. Today's show is brought to you by Poulton and Arroyan PLLC. It's a Phoenix law firm, our law firm, uh, where we help local business owners do what they need to do. And you can find us online at pnlaw.pro. That's P like Paul and like Nancy, L-A-W dot P-R-O. Or give us a call at 602-427-5613. We can help you out as a business owner, whether you're starting, ending, struggling, doing well, whatever it is, we're here to to provide you with legal services and help you stay on the right track. But today, we're going to talk to Vanessa Shaw, uh, the founder of the Business Growth Academy, and we're also going to talk to Paul Hershenberg with Hershenberg Stonewalsh Insurance Services, and we're going to talk about the struggles of success. Uh, At some point in every small business owner's career, hopefully, they reach a point where Things have turned for the better, and the problems of uh, getting by and dealing with debt load and negative cash flow and things like that are replaced by the problems of growing rapidly and placing your profits uh, and knowing how to scale. And we're just going to talk a little bit today with Vanessa and with Paul about what they've experienced as business owners and about what they advise other business owners to do. So let's start off with you, Vanessa. Tell us about yourself and the Business Growth Academy. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. Just excited for our conversation. So, yes, I am the CEO and founder of the Business Growth Academy. We work with primarily women-owned businesses um, that are looking to grow and scale. And as you say, they're beyond that first proven concept of that first six figures, and they're looking to get into that multi-six, seven, multi-seven-figure business. And uh, and because we do work with a few cool guys there as well, (laughs) cool being the operative words. Um, (laughs) I know that one of the things, you know, you sort of saying about background in terms of, you know, kind of how did I get into this and we were chatting. But when I was back in Europe, my probable claim to fame is that I put together the very first virtual coaching program inside a major law firm. This was a billion-dollar law firm. Um, when coaching, nobody knew what coaching was back then and certainly didn't know what virtual coaching looked like. <laughs> and this was even before the days of Skype. So that's probably dating me a little bit. I've been in, in the business of helping executives and business leaders now for almost two decades. Impressive. Awesome. So impressive. So tell us a little bit more about the current business that you have, the Business Growth Academy. What are you hoping to achieve? Yeah. So one of the things, actually recently, what we've been really focused on, especially with COVID, right? COVID threw the spanner in the works for a lot of people, and it meant a lot of people had to do things differently. Um, We actually, as a business owner... Had, you know, I had decided rather that I was running a program that my heart was no longer in, and this was pre-COVID, and decided to shut it down, even though I actually didn't even know at the time what I was going to replace it with. That was November pre-COVID. Um, and then launched a 100-day business accelerator actually in COVID, would you believe? Like this, our second cohort, like our first, kind of like our first real cohort, cohort after the test, actually launched on March the 17th when the world 
crazy. And for me, this was all about, you know, we're talking about growth here. There's two problems with growth. We're either not growing quickly enough or we're growing too quickly, right? And both of them are problems. And for us, what we see is the biggest challenge for business owners is getting that consistent cash flow and revenue through the door and that flow of clients because that's the lifeblood to the business. And that's what's going to help them fuel growth, right? When we've got revenues and cash and, you know, we can make much different choices about that next scaling level. So we, as I say, launched this 100-day business accelerator. As a business owner, I have to say I was concerned. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh, the world's gone crazy. Um, and it's been a massive success. We've run about 53 businesses through it, many of them actually based here in Arizona, many of them legal or professional services. And um, it's actually generated $8.5 million in brand new revenue for 53 businesses in a 100 day period. Um, and so we've been actually getting some press around this recently. Um, and apparently I've started a business revolution around being able to get that re the revenue through the door quicker. But that's something I am so excited about. Um, obviously hugely proud of our business owners that go through it because it's showing them that they can grow and get those revenues through the door quicker and in very simple ways. This is all being done, you know, organically. There are no paid ads. There's no complicated tech. They're not needing to hire expensive marketing firms. A lot of it is very simple. What I say, it's not rocket science, but when they're so close to, you know, the weeds of their business, they get our eyes on their business and then all of a sudden they can take off. That's an impressive track record and quite a great project. Uh, what kinds of businesses have you been working with? Is this focused on any particular sector or, or type of business model? It isn't. Um, I mean, there are a few keys in there that are really helpful. So we are primarily service-based businesses. It's incredibly rare that we work with product for start. So, and again, the kind of defining factor of a lot of our business owners is they are experts. They've got an expertise, like an attorney, right? Like a CPA, like could be a healthcare, could be a marketer, a brander, right? Or a high-level consultant. But oftentimes, they don't know how to correctly package their services and what they're doing and make it compelling for their perfect prospects. Or they need some dialing in of those things and like some help with their pricing strategies. So those are the kind of the fundamentals that we actually help them with is really looking at who are the perfect prospects, not the, okay, you've got the business to this level and we keep serving everybody else. You know, it's like, no, let's dial it in to the perfect prospects, like really use your expertise and specialization, make sure that we've got very compelling offers as well for those perfect prospects. And again, a correct pricing strategy. Um, I would say probably and you probably see this a lot with some of the business owners that you work with, but so many of our business owners are undervaluing what they're bringing to the table and they're underpricing, right? So there's they really are, and we teach them value-based pricing. A lot of the attorneys that we work with, we can shift them over to let's get away from that charging by the hour and really show you what value-based pricing would look like and, frankly, why it's better for your customers and your clients as well. You know, that's a really interesting point, and that's something that I have noticed with a lot of other business owners as well as with ourselves. A lot of business owners tend to think that they need to reduce their prices until their schedules are full. Uh, they need to fill their capacity by reducing their price until the demand meets their capacity. 
I tend to think that usually it should be the reverse of that. You should raise your price until you're not super busy and get yourself enough time, free time on your schedule that you can do other things with it, uh, increase your capacity, uh, focus on marketing, focus on management. And typically you're going to find that your optimum peak revenue or at least your optimum revenue per unit of effort expended is somewhere on that higher end of the price curve, not on the lower end of the price curve. I couldn't agree more. You're speaking my language. And again, it's, you know, it can feel counterintuitive and people think, oh my gosh, it's easier to get clients if I, you know, charge lower. And it's like, no, this actually can be repelling for some of your clients, the best clients, right? Because they actually assume that you're probably not that good at what you do because there is a perception around price and value as well. Absolutely. And I absolutely agree with you that, you know, the two biggest challenges are time and money for all of us as business owners, right? Those are always the resources that we probably want more of and that we've, you know, getting some scarcity around at some point. So in order to grow to that next level and really scale, I agree with you. We have to free up time because then we need to be putting systems in place, automation, building team, right, building a culture, and all of those things don't happen when we're back to back to back in client delivery. Absolutely. If you had to think of like the top three sticking points that you see these types of professional services businesses running into as they start to become successful and expand, where would you say people go wrong or get hung up most often? Gosh, top three. <laughs> or top few, you know, whatever sticks out to you. <laughs> I know, exactly. So, only three? No. Uh, so I think, you know, something I hear a lot from people is they went into business for themselves, they want freedom, and then I don't want to hire anyone. I'm doing this all myself. It's on my terms, and I don't want to hire anyone. And I'm very, like, matter of fact, it's it's fine. You can still grow something solo, and there are ways to do this. But if it's only going to be about you, freedom, and especially time freedom, is the number one thing you're going to be sacrificing. So, like, let's get really, really clear here on what are the goals for you. And, and again, I would say that's probably one of the things that people get hung up on is they are not clear on what are the most important goals and why they want to achieve them. Um, you know, the people say, I want to grow the business. I'm like, well, how much? What does that look like? And are we talking revenue? Are we talking impact? Are we talking freedom? And freedom is, again, a, a huge topic, right, that, again, we need to break down. So I would say that, you know, looking at team, there's myths in the marketplace that, oh, my gosh, it means that I've got to manage people and they're going to be a drag and they're not going to perform and I'm going to be constantly chasing them. It's like absolutely not. And um, when you're in business for yourself, you decide what the culture is. You decide what the standards are, right? You just, you decide so many things. You know, your ideal team doesn't have to look like somebody else's ideal team. And once you start to what we call a rock star team in our business model, but when you are starting to really attract a high caliber people because you've got a mission that, you know, and a bigger vision that's really attractive, you will attract the right people to you. And for me, that's where business becomes fun. You know, I love my team. I feel so well supported. We are so aligned around the mission, you know, the mission and the values and the vision of what we're up to. Um, and it's exciting because that brings a lot more energy. And for all the time I've been in business, I can promise you, I do not manage people. I never have done. <laughs> 
I'm not a micromanager at all, and I never will be. Um, so I can, you know, it doesn't have to be that way, but we can have some smart systems in place that means we're not constantly, you know, nagging and managing. So I would say that's a massive misconception, uh, coupled with the other misconception of there aren't good people out there. There is a big planet, people. I mean, how can we say that, right? Um, I mean, there are some amazing people out there, amazing talent. And again, when you're really clear on what you're up to, your mission and your values and why you're different and the culture and all of those offers, you'll be amazed at how you will attract really high caliber people to work with you. And we need to, need to also then think about attracting people that have got completely different strengths to ourselves and frankly smarter than us as well. You know, I've got a skill set as being a business owner and a leader and I'm, you know, a phenomenal coach because that's kind of my core competency. But there's a whole host of other things that I am really not good at. And so it's really important that I'm, you know, attracting and building a team with people that are going to balance out those strengths so that we're really well-rounded. Um, and then again, all of my weaknesses, you know, I've got people to compensate for that. <laughs> that's awesome. So you also have a pretty cool blog where you have a lot of tips that you talk to about business owners. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your blog? I do. I mean, we've got a blog that's got, you know, videos and tidbits on it and, you know, kind of how-to content that we're, you know, constantly adding to. Um, I also actually have a group, a Facebook group, where I tend to get more up close and personal with business owners. It's actually called the Million Dollar Group because so many of our business owners are on that million dollar path. Um, but for me, I love to share, you know, through those, through those different platforms and whether it's on my email, my blog, you know, in the, in the Facebook group. Again, core strategies. A, mindset, right? How we need to be thinking differently and expanding the way we actually approach business. That's key. Unless we can start to really think differently, no strategy is going to really stick. And then again, you know, what are some of those core strategies that we are teaching all day long to business owners that is accelerating growth and getting them to the, you know, where they want to go way, way quicker than the average industry statistics and frankly, way quicker than if they were trying to do it themselves as well. So we want to, you know, I, I'm a massive stand and a massive advocate for small business. I I'm so passionate about that small business is the vehicle to be living the life that you want to and making the contribution that you want to in the world. Um, I think it's such a cool place to hang out. And I personally want to be part of the conversation that, you know, expands what's possible in small business owners' minds so that they're providing really well for themselves and their families and the things that they really care about. That's awesome. I love your whole mission. It sounds really good. And I mean, you have the results to back it up. <laughs> Always great when you've got the results as well, right? That, that's what you know. That, again, and it's, you know, listen, a lot of these things, they start off as a dream, right? There are, they're a desire in our hearts somewhere. They're a concept. And then we get clear on them, and then we've got to test them. I mean, that's what business is about. But for sure, when we start to get the results, I guess what we see with Business Growth Academy is, you know, for myself, 
I love results. It builds my confidence. And then I want to build on them. My progress is just hugely rewarding. And that's what we see with our business owners as well. It's like they're getting real results. It's like, okay, this isn't a fluke. Um, it becomes hugely rewarding. And then we get into that conversation, the growth conversations around, oh my gosh, well, what else is possible now, right? What else is possible? And that's the place I love to play. Well, thank you very much, Vanessa, for coming on. It's been great talking with you, and I would really look forward to having you on again so we can follow up on what's going on with your accelerator program and see how things continue. Um, I understand you've also got a book uh, that you have been working on. We just wanted to hear uh, briefly about that before we move on to Paul here. Tell us what you've got there. Absolutely. Million dollar question. And I can see that we have similar color branding on the podcast here as well. So it's like we were meant to share this. And this is a key, 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 key question um, that business owners need to be able to answer for themselves in order to constantly take their business to the next level. The forward in this book was written by Russ Perry, who answered that question and it led to a $10 million design pickle business being built. There's stories of clients in there. And, and it's simple. It gets to the truth. And again, it's a way that we can constantly take the business to the next level. So for any listeners, it's free on the website. Just go there, download it. You can you know, read it over the time it takes you to drink a latte or big glass of wine because I <laughs> most of us don't have, I certainly don't, attention spans to be able to read thick books, but we hear from business owners all day long that answering that question is the game changer for them. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, and we've got your contact information up there. People can find uh, your business at businessgrowthacademy.com. Uh, they can also reach out to you at 602-730-5937. So thank you very much for coming on, and we look forward to checking in with you in the future to see how things are going for all your businesses. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Hey, Paul, how you doing? What's going on, Mike? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is Paul Hershenberg. He's a good friend of ours. Uh, we've known him for many years, and uh, Paul is a financial advisor as well as uh, one of the owners of Hershenberg Stone Walsh Insurance Services. And we've got him here today on the Business Owner Spotlight to talk about his path to success with Hershenberg Stone Walsh uh, and what it's been like to overcome the challenges of success and growth, um, which is something you also help business owners with. Um, tell us what you've got going on. So first off, Vanessa was excellent. Holy moly, was swishing great. <laughs> right. I was on the edge of my seat just listening. I was, I was, I should have been preparing, but I was like, holy moly, this, she's really good. So very impressed with her. She was awesome. So on our plate right now, you know, it's kind of that same thing where businesses, a lot of businesses in Arizona and really all over the country are growing, starting to grow rapidly right now. Some of them were slow in COVID. Some of them were crazy busy during COVID. So, then, you know, we get questions, you know, calls every day saying, hey, I'm having trouble attracting and retaining my top people. So that's what I do is, is we focus on employee benefit programs. So how do we, you know, attract good people to come to you? I hear it all the time. Hey, I got this great guy I want to hire, but he won't come because I don't have a 401k plan or I don't have health insurance. Or I don't have employee benefits. And, and we're starting to see more and more of that. The employees today are more sophisticated than the, than the employees of yesterday. So we've been just going crazy busy wise, just trying to keep up with all the demand for companies that didn't offer benefits in the past that now recognize that they have to do this if they want to succeed. We all know that 
we're only as good as the employees that we have. And if we don't have the ability to attract and really importantly retain good people, we are limited as to what we can really do in life. We, we can't make the business go to that next level because it's just, it falls too much on us. So you've got to find good people and you've got to be able to keep them. And that's really what we try to help business owners do. And we are also very busy right now because of that. So certainly one of the competitive advantages that very large companies have in the hiring market is that they have thoroughly established in-house employee benefits programs. You know, they've got 401ks, they've got uh, potentially employee stock ownership, they've got good health care. They have all of that stuff in place, and they offer uh, traditionally the best set of employee benefits that you're going to get. And as an employee, you're looking at uh, going with reduced offerings or no offerings if you work for a very small company. Um, But it sounds like what you're doing is helping bridge the gap between the offerings that large companies can make versus the offerings that small entrepreneurial companies can make to their recruitees. That's correct. Yeah, we've kind of built our our whole business on the fact that we try to figure out what these big companies were doing. And by the way, just because they're a big company doesn't mean that they're offering the best benefits. It doesn't mean that they're communicating those benefits as well as they should be. And we do help large companies around too, but one of our real focus is that employer with under 500 employees. Mm-hmm. And how do we get that employee experience to look like a large company's employee benefit program? We have all the same bells and whistles. We bring all the, all those things that a big company has to a small 10, 15, 20 employee firm. We're able to duplicate that and really make it look like that, that, you know, that company has really got it together. Um, also, I think the other key is that, you know, as a business owner, you know, you're, you know, you're so busy just trying to deal with the day to day things in life and you really kind of lose track on really the most important part of the whole thing, which is, being able to provide your employees with a culture, uh, with, a, with a situation where they're going to be able to thrive in. That makes a lot of sense. What have you found to be the hardest parts for you as your business has grown? I know over the time that we've known you, you've expanded dramatically yeah. um, and shifted a bit in terms of what your focus has been in terms of service offerings and clientele. Yeah. What's, what have, what sticks out to you as being the set of the greatest challenges on that, uh, on that path to success? Funny enough, it's kind of what we do for a living. It's being able to find <laughs> those good employees. Once I find them, I know how to keep them. My big problem is, is how do I find them? You know, in my, in my wheelhouse, you know, I'm really good at employee benefits. I'm, I'm really good at the insurance side of things. I'm really knowledgeable, but I never took a class on how do I go find this rock star that I know I need. Mm-hmm. And that's been really my toughest struggle in this whole thing is is trying to reteach myself that, hey, I've got to go out there and I can't just wait for the phone to ring and be like, oh, hey, here's the rock star. I'm, I'm here ready to work for you. It doesn't work that way. We have to go out there and be proactive and do the things that we need to do to to find that person. And that's been my biggest struggle is, you know, not – keeping them. I have no problem keeping them. I have zero turnover. It's how do I find that next one I need? Um, how do I recognize within our group where our weakness is? You know, I want to say two or three years ago, you could back us up and say our biggest weakness was marketing. You back us up five, six years ago, our biggest weakness was technology. So one of our biggest things we did was bring on somebody who knew technology, and that blew it all open. That changed the game. And now I brought somebody on who understands marketing. Now all of a sudden the phone's ringing off the hook. 
So it's just kind of recognizing within your business, what is your weak spot? Where are you weak at? And then try to go identify that person and then actually put time and energy into finding that person. You can't just wait for them to show up one day. It doesn't work that way. Absolutely. That's uh, an insightful approach to the process, I think, to continuously look at what your weak spots are as a business and focus on improving those. I think a lot of business owners tend to focus on their strengths and building their strengths and continuing to lean on their strengths, and that's important. you got to leverage what you've got. But looking for the holes is how you really improve things because while you may or may not be uh, only as strong as your weakest component, I think that that might be an oversimplification, the bottom line is that you are being held back by the aspects of your business that are not optimized. And I think there's a lot to be said for the Japanese Kaizen approach of continuous improvement. Just always look for what can be improved and always improve those things at every opportunity. And I'm going to say always keep an eye on the future and figure out where the, you know where things are going and yeah. what you need to do to make sure that, that you and your staff are ready to go there and that you're prepared. I think one of the biggest struggles, too, that business owners face in this, you know, looking at when they're doing well is getting complacent. It's really easy Mm -hmm. that when you've got cash flow and things look good, that things are just going to stay that way. And the reality is, no, the market changes, your clientele changes, the systems change, everything changes. So you have to constantly be looking at those weak points so you can stay ahead of the game especially if it comes to core infrastructure. No, and that's, you know, that's one of the things. So, you know, you bring up a really funny subject. So we're dealing with this right now. So there's always like this little lull in the summertime where all of my clients seem to go to San Diego at the exact same time. <laughs> and they're all, they're all <laughs> So we have this like this little period here where we're actually slow. So rather than us taking our foot off the gas pedal, this is the time where we need to kind of go back regroup, figure out what got skipped during our last six months of being crazy busy and really go back there and just touch all those things again and make sure that we're ready for the next wave. So don't take a breath and go, just go, you know, I'm going to go home at two o'clock today and do nothing. It's just the opposite. This is the time when you actually prepare for the next storm that's coming. That's, that's, that's the thing that makes the storm not feel like a storm. If you're ready for it and you're prepared and you're ready, you're ready to to grow by 20%, it doesn't feel like that big of a deal. But if you didn't do the steps and, and do what you needed to do in that downtime that you had, when that rush finally comes at you, you, first off, you're not prepared. You don't look as good as you should. Uh, you're not putting out the, 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 you know, you're not helping them as well as you could because you're trying to jump off that call and get to the next call because you know you're 15 deep. So I, I really think that it's, it's in those times where you can catch a breath. Don't take your foot off the gas pedal. Go back, regroup, restock up, redo whatever you got to do to get ready for that next wave that's coming because it usually comes. And that is where looking to the future and being able to predict what that next wave is going to be like is very helpful. Because as you improve your business processes and strengthen your weak points, you have to find that there are new bottlenecks. There's always going to be a bottleneck and a weak point in the process. The question is, what's the next one going to be after you fix the current ones, after you improve the current ones? And in conjunction with the future changes in the market, you know, as your business continues to ramp up, you may feel comfortable with the way things are now because you've uh, been able to meet demand. uh, You have a balanced team. Your marketing uh, is functioning well today. But in the future, 
all of that is going to require adjustment. The question is, what adjustment is it going to require? And how soon can you predict that adjustment to give yourself as much time as possible to respond to it? And when I look at my clients out there that are super highly successful with business owners that are just, you know, blowing out of the water every year, there is one thing in common, and that is they're always constantly tweaking that process. They're evaluating processes on everything. Continue to improve those processes because that is, at the end of the day, that is right next to being the most important thing to hiring the right person. You hire the right person, but if you don't have the right processes in place to properly train them and, and make sure the business flows flows as well as it should, uh, you're missing the boat. Processes are extremely important in any business, and you have to constantly be looking at those processes to see if you can improve them. Technology changes things all the time, and a process that you used five years ago, you might be able to replace that with, with some kind of program that might reduce that process down by 50% of the time. You've got to consistently be looking into the future, just like Mike said, and try to figure out, uh, you know, what's happening next. What new thing are we going to bring on board? What's going to be the process? How does that process link with our other processes? And, and that's, that's pretty much, that's another constant battle that all business owners have is that we've always got to be addressing the processes that we have in our business. Absolutely. You mentioned processes a lot. And I think it's important uh, to remember that processes can make up for variations in people. It's great to have rock stars on your team, and it's important to hire the right people for a job. But as you scale a business, you've got to be able to put new people into established positions, and you've got to be able to know what people are going to be doing before you need to hire them, rather than focusing just on acquiring great talent and then letting them do what they're going to do. And that's what processes are for. By using excellent processes, you can ease the difficulty of selecting staff to fill those roles and rely on people who are good generalists to do very specific jobs. And, and Mike, I'll take that one step further. You know, I think another uh, huge important thing is cross-training. Yes. Your employees are all cross-trained to do each other's job. Somebody gets sick. Somebody's just extra busy that week. Somebody has to jump in and be able to help out. And it's those processes that make it possible. You can make a good employee great by great processes. You can make a decent employee good with great processes. <laughs> but you can also just as easily make a great employee bad when you don't have good processes. Yep. A good employee not good with bad process. So it's, I, I hit it so hard because I really do think that it's, it's probably one of the most important parts of being a business owner. Obviously, you've got to know your value proposition. You've got to know all these things. But none of it works without having step-by-step, step, this is what we do in this situation. And you have to always be evolving. Absolutely. Great insights, Paul, and it's always good to have you on the show. Uh, very good to see you again. Nice <laughs> <laughs> seeing you guys, too. Yes, happy hour soon. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, you, everybody uh, out there, you can get in touch with Paul at hsinsuranceservices.com. That's hsinsuranceservices.com. Uh, or give him a call at 602-321-2889 uh, to help out your business with uh, employee benefits and uh, making sure that you can attract and retain good talent. Um, thank you very much, everybody, for listening today. Uh, this has been sponsored by Pulton and Roy and PLLC. Find us online at pnlaw.pro. Uh, this has been Legitimate. We're Mike and Rochelle. We'll see you next time.